I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Barf Barf. A special edition. Special edition. That works well. <laughs> so today we have a very special guest, which Annie will introduce. Sure. No, <laughs> no pressure at all. So we have quite a few things we want to discuss today. It may, I don't think it'll be an hour and a half long episode like last week, but you never know. You never you know. You never know. That's why it's Burf Bar. Today, we have with us the infamous Ryan Gelfie. Or Is just that, regular famous. Yeah, regular famous. That's, that's, <laughs> that's good too. <laughs> Who I think we've mentioned on almost every episode of Burf Barf. And if we haven't mentioned Ryan Gelfie on an episode, we've at least mentioned Schrodinger's cat. So of course. It's pretty one or the, the other. Same thing. Um, but Ryan, Ryan's not going to do a very good job of introducing himself if I let him because he's a little too humble, which True. is part of why he's a good coach, but, you know, not a good hype man for himself. <laughs> uh, recent Wonderland FKT setter, Toot which it. I think has fueled both Lauren and I on our BFC attempt to be like, this seems less hard yeah. than what Gelfie just did. Yes. Uh, he's also the co-founder of Trails and Tarmac, a coaching company, along with his birth. David Lane. Very cute. Um, and has been my coach for nearly three years. Coming that. January will be three years, which is bonkers to me. And my coach for one year, and then possibly secretly my coach for a year before that. But nobody <laughs> knows He that. doesn't need to know that. Uh, but welcome to Ryan Kelly. I think I already knew that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. we have lots of anniversaries like in this realm. So I mm -hmm. think I think we determined that this is almost exactly a year on the notice mm -hmm. for him being your coach, which is cool. Yeah, and also special edition. This is special edition for lots of reasons. Tell me why. In five days, it will be your anniversary of birth barf. September oh wow! 30th. I knew that, and I was totally ready to celebrate. Yes. That. Yeah, like my own personal anniversary. Yeah, I always remember it. We've been half-assing this for a whole year. <laughs> Yay! I think, I think my we wedding, my wedding anniversary is in two days. So I think this is just the this is just a season of anniversaries. Yeah, obviously. that's awesome. Is it is it a big anniversary or? Uh, it's number four. I don't know. I think yeah. I guess they're all kind of big at this point. Yeah, you get yeah. Maybe five, and then after that, you don't worry so much. Yeah. I don't know. I can I can tell you as a person who's coming up on 12, I think Andy and I have just put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We did across the years, three day for our 10 year anniversary. And it's just kind of like, although I don't know, with Andy being back at work, it might be a different ball game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyways, our, our game plan today was really to talk about BFC and transitioning off of that, how our recovery is going and transitioning to, uh, our next key races, which Laura and I both have a big key mm -hmm. race coming up mm -hmm. that are very different. I was yeah. contemplating this the other day. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we really, we really are like, despite being in the same places are in like two totally different tracks right now. Yeah. Um, and really just want to dive into what it looks like from our perspective mm -hmm. coming off BFC and how you, uh, Ryan as a coach uh, helps us get ready for the next event and what he kind of looks for as indicators for when ready i guess sure so how's your bfc recovery going uh most righteously uh i had a whole week of uh basically what the fuck ever um <laughs> which she was keen to point out at every turn because yes. I, uh, as a side note mine has not been a what the fuck ever no. week and lauren's like oh i think i have 15 minutes today and how much do you have and i'm like <laughs> eight miles <laughs> i was really shocked because it was like oh great just when it, it rains just when you're going running and i was like 
Well, I guess I'll probably just nap instead. And she was what like, what's wrong? What is this funny? Yeah, I had nothing but a 20 to 25 minute go by feel, kind of just hang out and look at the trees kind of runs and a, a little mountain bike and some hiking with my husband. Uh, it's really good to just like do things for fun and uh, listen to my body and just stop when I felt like stopping. <laughs> Bitch. How, how novel. <laughs> and how is your how is your actual body feeling? Uh, I feel like I have brand new legs. I feel like a tight spring. I feel awesome. It's really cool. yeah. It makes me think a lot of your experience at Ozarks, where you came mm-hmm. to the conclusion, which uh, I think Ryan, we've discussed this before, and I think Lauren really her peak week should be like twelve miles mm. uh, for the week, and then her <laughs> her key her like off season should be like hundred mile weeks, and just like. Yeah totally like yeah. flip the whole thing over on its head because it seems like the less miles you have Lauren do the better she does it is amazing <laughs> yeah but it's good it's good that your body feels good yeah um you on the other hand me on the other hand uh which makes it sound like my body does not feel good but that's not good <laughs> uh the, my Having taken two more hours to do BFC certainly had an impact on how I felt after the race, like right, right from the get go. Because you were fine. Because I was fine. Um, and, even yeah. when, <laughs> and even when I got done, Andy was like, this is completely different than the last two times that you finished BFC. Because usually I come across the finish line. I don't care that there's chiggers in the grass. And I lay there until somebody spoon feeds me a bad hot dog. Yep. Uh, And this year I kind of came across after screaming, you know, that I had finished it. um, And then just kind of hung out and took care of other runners right away, which usually happens anyways, but after a transition period, not immediately. Yeah. When she can get in a six hour car ride and get out of the minivan and saunter casually to to the the gas station, I was like, what is going on? Meanwhile, the rest of us are plotting at how we can make Lauren walk as much as possible so that we can laugh at her walking like an old Polish woman to the gas station. <laughs> it was pretty good. But uh, my recovery afterwards has been uh, really solid. So I didn't have any uh, huge spots of achiness. My energy level was okay. I've done, as I've mentioned before, I've done a lot of work with like yoga and massage and stuff to keep everything moving well. Almost, I've put almost as much emphasis on like performance as just not being in pain on a regular basis and not finishing races where I'm like, oh, but she doesn't work anymore. I guess I didn't need it anyways. Uh, and I could definitely tell that at the end of this event where just four, you know, which is way different than out and mm-hmm. crawlies. I think I had um, maybe, I think Ryan maybe gave me days of chill before it was like That's substantial. It was like, let's try five miles because uh, another thing that makes our tracks on the way to our next races very differently is that uh, Big Yard, which is my next key race, is in less than a month already. Wow. Which is, which is bonkers. So really our goal was go into BFC, get the thing done, but not do too, too much damage and be able to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my week was, was like a five and eight, some, mm-hmm. some light speed work and then light eight, speed work. eight and 12 last weekend, oh um, which is funny. I was telling my mom who just finished her first 25 K um, and was DFL 
Woo! Which I, I'm not being sarcastic at all. No, we are I, that's, pumped that's, on that. That's, that's, I think that's as good of a premiere as you can have in trail running. Absolutely. Uh, but we were talking about like post stuff and I was asking her how she was feeling. And I said, well, I probably should have mentioned this before. It's been like a week after your event, but I was like, are you that tapering for like two solid weeks before the event and then taking like a whole week afterwards to be a complete slob and never leave the sofa and eat a bunch mm -hmm. of fast food was the way to do it and I was like it turns out you should be doing speed light speed work the Wednesday before the event and then you should get back to it as normal as you can which shortly you after doing, which you've and, been doing for and, yes several seasons now yes per per Gelfie's guidance and I, I'd like <laughs> to ask uh, dear coach Gelfie what it's like to coach athletes who have kind of a back-to-back -back race schedule throughout the year. Yeah, because I also know we are not the worst offenders. We are us. not, especially. No. no, you're definitely not the worst offender. Some people, I mean, yeah, the worst offenders, I try to get to stop offending so terribly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard to, uh, it's hard to get better when you have like, let's say someone loves to race like every few weeks. Uh, when, when, there's, when are you actually going to be able to, to train? So most people I've coached don't do that. <laughs> thankfully uh, right because you can't peak those people well well you just can't like sustain like a long-term just like aerobic development sort of phase where you're like mostly able to just you know train you don't have to have like really low weeks um yeah yeah you just can't get as good and really i think for most of us you know we're not uh we're not the top runners in the world where we're just like focusing on races we're trying to actually get better over a really long period of time so that like we're not just focusing on this one race. We're focusing on like really multiple years of improvement. So those longer term like periods between races are pretty helpful. Um, and so like for Annie this year, you know, coming off of, I mean, coming off of an injury uh, and having lost decent amount of fitness through that uh, stress fracture and things like I've been thinking like we really need to take a longer term approach to a keep her healthy avoid things like that happening uh really focusing on reducing a lot of the intensity which doesn't let her get as good quickly but it's really i th i can still see it like she's getting better in a way that i think we can keep doing and that's part of why for her after bfc like she wanted to do good at bfc but she really wants to do good at bigs mm -hmm. so we're like and, and then we had angelie's crest so we kind of had these three races so i'm like well, we can't prioritize all of them and so we talked about like where where are we really putting the emphasis? And uh, my sense was that it really was more on on bigs and anything else, and that made the most sense to me. If like because we need her to keep getting fitter to have a shot at going you know going the distance and really getting a, a far along in bigs, which isn't easy. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's kind of a CBA kind of situation where like Angela's crest was going to be fun, but we don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Barclays uh, is super important to you, so you know you had to finish it, but you don't want to blow out, and then your A race being bigs because yeah. it means the most to you. Yeah. And, and part of that too is thinking about the results I'm going after and what's possible. Like AC, it's kind of like, even if I had a really great day, I would be like, you know, 85th person. <laughs> and BFC being like, you know, I know for me, that's not a thing that plays to my strengths in a lot of things. Um, I'm getting better at the things that are not in my wheelhouse, like managing the heat and the crazy climbs. Those are other people's strengths. Warm, warm, <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> but big backyard like slogging for a really long time i mean that's that's my she jam can, she can do it that's my jam everyone else's eyeballs have fallen yes. out <laughs> i'm just going to open a to-do list so that kind of helped 
set those priorities. Although admittedly without having a coach to bounce things off of, I would have been like, they're all my A goal. Like yeah. I do all the races that I want to all be my A goal. And right. um, I think that's been really beneficial to have. I won't call you a neutral third party because I know you're as invested <laughs> as these things as I am, Gelfie, but it's good to have somebody be like, well, something to think about is, right. you know, right. what, what's actually priority here. So right. when, when you're, when you are coaching others or just us, you know, cause we really don't care about other people all that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, like what are the things that you like look for, or listen for, for recovery? Like what are the kind of like red alerts that you hear or just kind of, because I would imagine it's really easy to push right back yeah, in. to push right back in or to, yeah. I guess, I guess there's probably not as much risk to say keeping holding somebody back for longer as there is for mm-hmm. getting somebody back to the usual too soon. Yeah. I mean, so you can look, I mean, there's a reason why when you have uh, like the qualitative part, right? Like you guys are writing to me and we're, you know, I'm reading that all the time. Um, so like just really list trying to listen to like what you're saying in those journal entries. Um, I don't really expect you to feel good necessarily the few, you know, days after, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's something that's wrong or are you still just tired and then like kind of watching the trajectory like after you know two or three days out four days out especially you know for any we get into lauren too but for any like since we are training the week after bfc like more like a regular training week i'm like i was definitely had in my back pocket i'm like we might not want to do this like it might be too much which i knew is possible but you know there's no like injury sort of issue and then like your heart rate to pace ratio which i think is really uh of key thing that i can see in addition to like what you're saying like okay i expect you to be slower you know in the first run and like do you get faster that next run with the same or lower heart rate or like looking at those numbers and like seeing you those numbers improving pretty quickly kind of allows me to say like yeah like we're in a pretty good spot like you're not seeing like oh man i felt so shitty and like (laughs) i couldn't handle a you know I'll run and my heart rate was higher and I couldn't keep it down. Like, and then there's always other things like, oh, is it hilly? Is there heat? Like there's so many factors to kind of look at. So it's like trying to bring in as much as you kind of can uh, and synthesize that information and be like, okay, like I think this is the right way to still go or do we need to change? And in like your case, um, yeah, like your, uh, your BFC wasn't, I mean, if you're comparing your two races, you know, that two hours and just like, how much damage you actually did to yourself there uh it wasn't too bad and like it it just wasn't like lauren had this like i want to kill bfc at all costs yeah. you know, hell or high water. i think we're, we could maybe call that crazy bloodlust yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i mean so i mean i knew like i mean i know what those kind of efforts are like for me and for other runners and like the difference between those two types of like the qualitatively like she is gonna push beyond what she I maybe mean, has ever done before and not to say that burn up into the sun uh-huh. yeah <laughs> that you weren't like it was like you're absolutely still pushing hard and it was you know still a really hard effort but like that maybe you know i mean that five or seven percent difference of like you know uh i guess you could even just say intensity like it makes pretty sure. big difference in terms of recovery and you know when did you decide to do tunnel hill actually because i didn't know about tunnel hill <laughs> <laughs> Reading a space says this is so good. It's like just being like, so when did you start? When did you when did you get a boyfriend? Like, I don't remember as your father you telling me that I, you guys were dating. I snuck it into the spreadsheet. 
<laughs> months ago, assuming that you had maybe clicked oh, no. on the tabs, <laughs> but I didn't mention it because I on purpose. Well, I didn't mention it because it's not a big goal for me. It was kind of like right. I mean, it might be now, now that I have the time to think about it, but I didn't want to dedicate any of my energy mm -hmm. or energy into thinking about what would happen next. I wanted, I didn't want you to be thinking about what I would do next because I only wanted both of us to be very focused on one goal. I just want to put like a normal person asterisk in here. <laughs> He's got a hundred. So just like, not as a bad thing. I'm just saying like, you know, that whole habit of like, it's just a hundred mile. Like you're, <laughs> you're just like, like you snuck in a turkey trot. You're like, <laughs> you know, it's not something I just kind of, you know, I want to knock out a hundred later. It's like a funsy race. Yes. You know, it, if things fall apart and hopefully they don't, it's it, like, I won't go home, get an altitude tent and cry for the next two months over popcorn. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, and if BFC had gone wrong, I would have done that. Sure. You found me under like a down blanket, like rock back and forth. Yeah. Like, let's just like, you know, yeah. let's call him. Got call it. him. I need to try it again. Got it. Um, so yeah. So I didn't want anyone to really know because it was just kind of, and I can, I have the, like, the mental capacity thing is so huge for me. And I learned that when I did O2-4 this year, thinking that I could have my body walk away from my brain and run a good hundred miler. That being stressed out or being emotional has everything to do with the way I run. So my brain and body were facing the same direction this time. And so they ran together and that put together a really good race for me, but I need it to only be focused on one thing. So now that that's done, I feel like I can be like, okay, if I really want to run a very good tunnel hill, now I have the mental capacity to consider it. So funny, yeah. I, I love hearing you say this just because I know you're always on me when I have a big race coming up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't think about anything yes, afterwards. I can't think about anything afterwards. But now I get but it. You have, you have some of those like It's true. There. It's true because every year I ask Anne to do Trans Rockies with me and she's like, I can't think about that yet. I can't think about that yet. I'm focused on this right now. And I'm just like, and that's why we never do it because it's like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then, and then oh, it's a thousand dollars. And then it's a thousand dollars. I think it's more than a thousand dollars. Anyways, well, but I would love for you to actually you, answer the question though, about when, when you decided to do Tunnel Hill. It was a while ago. Months I, ago. Well, you know, it's funny that like, the way that uh, you're phrasing, like why you didn't like, oh, because like you could have just said, hey, I'm doing tunnel. You could have told me a bunch of different ways. I did. Yeah, I could have. Sneaky. Uh, <laughs> I would go, look, I'm, you're like, hey, I got a new race. I'm like, oh, let's, you know, look. But actually, I mean, I totally get why you did what you did. And I'll like reference that to like how I look at it, my, you know, kind of myself and what I do for my runners. Like if someone has, let's say their race is like at the end of a training log and we're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, keep training with me and I'm ha having me coach them after that. I don't send the new log that's hap that starts after this race until they're already racing. Like I'll have it done. Cause like, I don't like wait till the Oh, Oh, that explains to me like so much because I'll get, I'll, I have a uh, notification set up on my spreadsheet to ping me any, anytime anything changes. And uh -huh. I'm like, oh, it's coach. It's coaching day because it'll be like, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, like populating. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if he's like sitting on the fly and popping a weekend or how, how he's ready to go. Apparently. Yeah. Nice. Right. Cause I mean, I don't, like that race is at the end of that one. I'm going to start a new one because I don't want this never ending anyways. Um, yeah. So I wait and for pretty much everybody. I, that's I do really think. critical to me. Oh, yeah. That's 
that's what I would want. Cause I'm like, yeah, you want, if you're, if it's a big race, you know, if it's not just like a training run race, I mean, if it's a big race, super focused on it, like there's no reason to think about anything beyond that, in my opinion. So, I mean, I, I do that for myself, like the mental tricks we play to try to like yeah. sure that our mind and body, I like, really like how you put that, like, you know, everything can be really be focused on this, on this effort. And like, even though you might be signed up for some other crazy shit, like two months down the road or something, like you really can't think about that. Like it's, it's, it's a too easy of an out. Like when you're in the middle of that race and the BFC is going badly and you start thinking about, Oh, this coming up, you know, you can't let any of that creep in. So, uh, mm-hmm. I get why you, why you did that. Yeah. Fact, exactly. yeah. I do the not same bad. thing. That's disappointing. <laughs> no, he is not. no, but that's exactly it. Is that I can't, I can't almost give myself an out to say, if I screw up this entire race, I'll just do what I need to do at Tunnel yeah. Hill. That's sort of this, this thing that my friend Kevin says, which is you can't run this race on Monday from your desk. I have to like consider, I can't run this race at the next race. Yeah. I have to run it here. Yeah. So I have to kind of compartmentalize everything. Also, I, as a tactic on pretty much every race, and I'll call it a tactic instead of a weakness, I get to tell myself that after this race, I'll, I'll never, never have run to again. run again. <laughs> and having training the next week, that messes up that whole paradigm. Like, it's so, like, nice to get towards the end of the race and be like, this is it. This then is I never have running. to run again. I'm going to become a, bi- a very famous billiards player. Somehow, I, I need to give myself <laughs> that sense of, like, real completion when I'm yeah. done to be, like, running. Check. Over. I, I did. Think, and I do that when I run hundreds and I'm in the last 20 miles. I'm like, and then he never ran again. And then, of course, you know, eight minutes after finishing, I'm like, next race. <laughs> Take my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I've quit running at least five times. And, uh, oh, good. You yeah, too. In the middle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just quit. Yeah. No, I'm not, at least I say I'll never run hundreds again. This is stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the, Wonder- the Wonderland Trail is probably one of the few times when, like, that never, I mean, it never occurred to me. Like it all went so. Wow, uh, that's bonkers. That's amazing. And yeah, otherwise, yeah, generally speaking, I'm like wanting to quit running in the hundred mile at some point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you know, everyone says they will. Did yeah. you run Trans Rockies last year? No. What was it? It was uh, 2016. 2016. It was, it was right before I had my kid. So yeah, it was a little over two years ago. And who was your partner? Your your birth? David was. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they and they had like funny the, t-shirts. What, yeah, like crop shirts. What did you have? Well, they make you if you're if you're leading the race, then you have to wear this like really junky t-shirt. I mean, it's pretty bad t-shirt, honestly. <laughs> and uh, is it a twelve hundred dollar t-shirt? <laughs> uh, I mean, I won't even get into that. Luckily, we, we didn't have to pay the entry, which was probably why we did. Oh, <laughs> fancy pants. Uh, which is BS. I, I understand, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know if the, the entry is probably worth that rate. I mean, we're not talking about trans rockies, but Holy shit. That's unreal. How awesome that whole thing is like, yeah. they have giant semi trucks for showers, like unbelievably nice showers at the end of every day. And they're in this huge semi truck and there's one for men, one for women, your tent's just sitting there ready for you. And the food is awesome. And it's just yeah. like, it's like running camp. Yeah, we were racing. So every I, every morning I could barely get out of my damn tent and I was in so much pain. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like fun, but it was also like blood lust sort of race, not wanting to ever lose a day. And yeah. was, it was just fun for, that was fun. But, uh, but yeah. yeah so it, I want to clarify, they did not just run it, they won it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's something really scary about being the leader, especially when you wear the leader shirt, because then people are, they mark you as, oh, oh yeah. yeah, but I've got to go chase. Yeah. And then I, you, 
just can't sleep with that feeling. Also the accountability to each other. So like as a quick debrief, because we're talking quite a bit about it. So Trans Rockies is like a buddy race where you have to be, how close do you have to be to each other? I forget the number. I mean, it's supposed to be like, I don't know, like. Arms reach. 50 meters. People have tow ropes even. Like if there's a weaker partner, you can tow them. Which yeah. I never did. Like drag, drag them by a rope? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can t- attach a rope. Other teams are doing it. People totally do it. We've seen the- that in orienteering, and we laughed really uh, hard because people get tangled in trees. Yeah. So, yeah, they're supposed to be right but, together. The whole okay. Time. Yeah, so, like, if you I, – I can't imagine – I can because I'm, I have no doubt at some point we're going to do that. But, like, the feeling of being the one behind – like, we're not even oh. doing things where we have to run oh. together. And we're, we're just like, gonna we're holding back ourselves. the other person. We're holding back oh, the other person. Yeah, but that's okay. We will we will ride we'll our guilt to it. a solid finish. We will still do it. It's a life goal. I, we totally said. I but I had to know about that. Yeah. So we've talked about uh, Tunnel Hill, which you you talked a little bit about why well i guess you did you talked about tunnel hill no you haven't talked about anything about your tunnel <laughs> hill except for that you're doing it so talk about what I tunnel hill is it in. <laughs> what, talk about what tunnel hill is what uh your tentative goals ish are mm-hmm. and why you picked it because we both have some like say yeah, our key races coming up are big races for us. You can say that Tunnel Hill is just your kind of funsy for race, but no, no. Now that the has done, it's my A race. <laughs> just like we said, there are no multiple A races, but these are all A races. This is my B race. We'll say that. So A minus race. It's my A minus race. So, uh, so Tunnel Hill is a miler in Indiana, Illinois. It's Indiana. Indiana. I think it's Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. In the Midwest. In the Midwest. I just looked it up. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Steve Durbin race, who is also the race director for Berkeley Fall Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the flattest and um, least technical trail run that's still considered a USA track and field trail run, according like as a record. You can still use it as a trail. Yeah. So it is essentially like a crushed gravel path. Is Rocky Raccoon considered trail? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll speak to this because it's actually really funny. But yeah, <clears throat> it's considered trail. Obviously, Tunnel Hill in Rock. I don't know. I've been to Rock. I actually dropped out of that. That's my first 100 miler. Uh, it's nothing like Tunnel Hill. Uh, like Rocky Raccoon is actually like single track and hilly and has roots and stuff for a lot. Okay. Of so this is even softer than Rocky yeah. Raccoon. Okay. So one, one of our coaches used to hold the American 100 mile trail record, Jan Shelton. Which of course has been beaten, and it got it gets it's got beaten at like Tunnel Hill by you know a long, long margin. <laughs> but Jen was right. always that doesn't count. That's nothing like Rock. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, well, Tunnel Hill is the record because that's and it will always be in a race like that because it's right. it's just it's, it's essentially like a rails the trail. Isn't it, it is so it's a wide, smooth rail trail. It's um l- less than two thousand feet of elevation change. <laughs> How flat oh it is. Oh my. Um, Whoa. And the max distance between aid stations is five miles. So, also, Whoa. it's also okay, a I knew this was, course. I knew this was like, I told you it was a I very know, different kind of not, I did not realize it was to that extent. It's also wow. a very famous course because last year, Camille Heron set the record for the world record, not the female record, for fastest trail 100 in 12 hours. 42 minutes and 39 seconds. And prior to that, the record was from Tracy, Tracy Balbo, Balbo, which was also set at Tunnel Hill. 
Right. So it's a world record for hundred mile period. Yes. Or no, she has a track hundred miler. She holds the world record for men and women for trail 100 miler. For men and women. Wow. Men and women. No man has ever beat that time. So yeah, that, is, that is a freakish race. Yeah. yeah. So it's flat, it's wide, it's two out and backs, and it's also in November in the Midwest. So it's about 50 degrees. Yeah. So it's oh. running weather. Mm -hmm. it's the best death running to, weather. Death to hot summer races. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no elevate, like you're not high in the mountains, you don't have extreme heat, you have no direct sunlight because it's, yeah, so it's very unique, but it's also a little bit daunting in that way because people expect you to blow your previous records out right. of the water. Sure. Like, what's your normal 100 miler? 27, 28 hours. They think, okay, what's your 100 mile PR? 20, not the Ozarks, which is not, not nothing. It's not, yeah. But so there's pressure. There's always some kind of pressure. And the pressure in this race the is public, from the public. From the public. Means, they're calling me all the time. Lauren, what do you think you'll do at Tunnel Hill? I don't know. Leave me alone today in the news. <laughs> so the, the pressure is, is so much better than your usual trail 100 time. So, which is a good segue into your tentative goals. Okay. So I've been two ways about this because I want to be like, well, I'll just do whatever. But Spirit of the book, The Secret, which is obviously my favorite book. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't tell I'm shaking my head no because it's a podcast, but I have to say that. Um, we had again, The Secret gave you a hat during BFC when you needed a hat, so it, it clothed you. <laughs> it did give me a hat when I was sick. Um, so I think that in the, my last two races, the the kind of genius of doing something better than I ever thought I could was to put it out in the universe uh -huh. because Maybe the podcast yeah. <laughs> to Gelfie. I called Gelfie and said, I think that I want this to happen. Like I said, I would like to podium at Ozarks and that sounded crazy and worked. And I said, I would like to take off a good amount of time from BFC and top 10. So I did one of those things. So I'd like to say, I would like to top 10 this race. Sounds bonkers, and I've looked at last no, year's. I've looked at last year's finishing times. And I think that I would like to do that. What does top ten time look like? Look like I'm assuming it means a sub twenty four. Uh, there's one person in the top ten that's over twenty four. Have sub twenty four as a goal. One of my goals. Cool. So those are my goals. They they sound crazy out loud, but no, we gotta throw the flag further. Yeah. Yeah. No. Seven weeks. Okay, so that's why you get a dick around week. You win. Congrats. Um, so you need to talk to us about your overview for what's happening with Biggs. Well, no, I want to keep talking about Tunnel Hill. You do? You. I do. So you talked about, like, why you picked it and stuff. I would love to hear from Gelfi kind of, like, game plan for turnaround time and what that looks like in the seven weeks. Because seven weeks is, you know, a decent amount of time. but it's, it's substantial. But coming from, and this is also, I think, a good benefit of having a coach is previously it was like if I don't have six months to do like one of the online training programs it's not enough time to do so we used to think yeah that's, that's how, how that's really think. how so the idea of being able to have a training plan that gets adjusted for you depending on how you are feeling and what your goals are even though it's coming up on three years still feels mm -hmm. novel to me to sometimes to be like how about this can we make this work what does this look like sure. so what this 
and not not that you have to give any spoilers about the next seven weeks because you <laughs> have something horrible planned for Lauren. But what is this next seven weeks like from your side of things? Well, so we'll start off by like thinking about like yeah, like why the difference? I guess like why does Lauren have a week with very very little running? I think I put 140 minutes of running. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, see that. Oops. <laughs> but, <laughs> I did that. I think you were pretty close to that. Um, <laughs> close to that. But um, so I mean, like, for you know, your season's like really been building for a long period of time. You know, from outrun, which didn't particularly go super well. But you know, we built up for that, and then really the summer's been it's a long time. And and it's funny yeah, when you need six months. Um, people do think that, and they like look at oh, well, elite marathoners need six months. That's how often they race. But that doesn't really tell you anything about what those months look like, or like uh, those types of things. And we just like racing more than twice a year because yeah, that's what we wanted. I mean, pretty much all of us trail ultra runner people like would rather not just race twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and when you also like taking another step back, like it's not like you're just training in isolation for each race in its own little bubble, like you're consistently like running reasonable amounts of volume and like increasing your aerobic capacity over the, you know, the whole year. So like, it's like what you did for, you know, with the training you did in the spring for outrun, the summer for BFC and all those things are like playing a role, like what you're going to be able to do here at Tunnel Hill. And like, you've gotten a lot, I mean, Lauren has gotten a lot fitter without a doubt. Um, and so when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, being able to train after BFC and like being fresh enough to handle like a good four or five week block, that's was bigger in my mind. And that was enough time to do plenty of, uh, I would say plenty of damage in that amount of time. And so like, if we come into that and you're like having some, you know, I just figured there was more risk of having problems after what you did at BFC and the build up to it. So I was like this make it in, and we have a longer time frame uh, to do, you know, to train for tunnel Hill. Um, and just being staying healthy is always paramount anyway. So, uh, and I think it's a huge difference, like 2,000 feet of change, you know, no climbing <laughs> compared to BFC where there's like 11,000 or 12,000 feet of gain, yeah. like that, you know. So, like, uh, yeah, and like, hone, I think a big thing with these hundreds, you know, it's like you can get out there and you can do these long runs and you can do, certainly you can do them faster than you need to run in the race. So I think a lot of it's going to be, you know, getting really used to running at race pace for a pretty long amount of time and having like more dedicated, you know, faster, you know, we, and you guys are used to this, but people, your listeners might not totally know, like, but having like your, your faster or harder segments be not the whole run or, you know, like really be like smart. Like maybe it's, you're having a four or five or six hour run. Maybe it's only 30 minutes to an hour. That's actually hard. And the rest of it's slow enough that like it really is closer to your hundred mile race pace or, you know, or at least getting down in that direction. Um, so you're not training at threshold for five hours on a Saturday, just so that people know we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, no one really can like, uh, it's not, that's more than a race. Like that's a, that's beyond even what, like five or six hour race. You can't even run that hard. Like as hard as you guys do in like some of your workouts, um, you know, and your heart, and we can talk about heart rate, all the, you know, you guys are obviously different, but where you're pushing pretty hard, you know, like where you get done with an, a 40 to 60 minute harder session and like, you you can't go that much farther <laughs> and those are really beneficial from an like aerobic development standpoint and training standpoint but um yeah you can't yeah a lot of people what they do is just go out and like do their five or six hour training runs pretty hard it's not really a workout intensity and it's not 
it's but it's hard enough that you can't recover from it and you're just not metabolically adapting as well to like what are you really doing in races your this the pace you're running in race you want to be faster at that intensity and that intensity isn't moderately hard because it's a 20 plus hour race uh yeah and you can get fooled in your training into believing like i'll never run faster this in, than this in a race right. which is not true but when you train that often and you're just like i'm not getting any faster this, yeah. i'm still running 18 minute miles of great seal every right. saturday this isn't benefiting <laughs> me in any way and then wait yes it is yeah <laughs> Right. I mean, the training isn't, I mean, some of it's like, oh man, I want to run harder in training to build confidence. But if you can like remove a little bit of that notion and yeah, yeah. And in your training enough, like you build better adaptations in a lot of ways and you're not going to get overcooked because you've like accumulated too much time at these like gray zone, moderate intensities every weekend. And sure enough, you can train, for, you know, more of the year at a more steady, um, kind of rate without as many injury problems and uh and you know you can still get the the higher intensity work still in there it's just not it, it but it's actually harder <laughs> and the and you're doing less in the less in the middle so with a with a race like tunnel hill we can use pace more so than we do like when you guys are training for trail races at all yeah, or look at pace. you can't look at I mean, you can i look at the pace sometimes i'm like okay i know these trails i know how much vert per mile you're doing. and i mean those things even then it's like only really nerdy people and you have to spend time to even try to comprehend to interpret the data yeah. but like for tunnel hill um you know we're gonna have a good idea of what your goals are uh in terms of like yeah. what does that pace really mean and we can totally know what that means and like you can go do training runs in more representative <laughs> boring more flat terrain <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's really important to have a coach because i think it's easier for people to get poisoned by the Strava thing where you're like, my friends are running faster than me every Saturday yeah. and they're running at really like high intensity levels all the time. But I think it, we've shown that if you can put your Strava blinders on and listen to your coach. You can be a person who's running 18 to 20 minute miles and still show up strong on race day. And still show up strong on race day. And every runner is different. I, I know that sounds so cliche, but every runner is so different. Like uh, I have to give a shout out to Katie Height who wrote a blog post about comparing her pace and kind of like pace FOMO and just how hard it is to to finish a race and feel like you've done the thing that you set out to do yeah. and then start comparing to other people and being like oh nope it doesn't matter and I can speak personally to that after BFC I went into BFC like oh my goal is just to finish BFC not go too hard in the paint so I can turn around and start training for bigs afterwards and Lauren was to go out and kill some shit <laughs> and and still when we got done I was like Oh, she finished two hours faster than me. Like that yeah. means I should have done it two hours faster because you know, same person. Yeah, we are the same, same person. person. And having somebody, I mean, us being births, that that's like the one, the one like tiny, I won't even say downside. I hate to say downside, but like oh, for, it makes it difficult for yeah. us to see ourselves in our own racing world. Yes. Absolutely. Because when I see you do something, I'm like, but I don't have that buckle. Exactly. <laughs> I know. So it was it, it's crazy like how quickly, and again, having a coach helps with that to be like, no, put your blinders back on. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Stare at your race, <laughs> only your race. It's okay. You're right where you're supposed to right. be. Um, so yeah, pace FOMO. Yeah. But, uh, tunnel, so Tunnel Hill. Yeah. What else about it? I, I I can't think of anything else. It's um, it's crazy. It's different than any other race we've ever attempted. 
even oh i did want to inject in here just like a, a gelfie story because i think it's bonkers as we were talking about heart rate and pace so we were talking about your wonderland fkt and you had a heart rate plan which you stuck to cool and he even split oh yeah tell me that on the phone. i know oh my god <sighs> my brain exploded so just to be clear the first half of his run and his half were even which is crazy to me so like uh, to me too yeah. <laughs> talk about execution we're just I mean, like i can't believe first. that works that was, <laughs> what? that was a first for sure i mean i've never i've never had i mean i never to use like this heart rate monitor thing i don't know i didn't have one before and this year i've that's what i've been like solely focused like my own personal running uh figuring out what that means in training what does that mean in races what does that mean for different distances all these different things i think i'm getting better and better at figuring that out apparently um, but, <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, the caveat is i was the net i was a little bit higher at halfway so like my like my second half was probably just a little bit worse oh you hush <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean i've never i mean it was like because i had a plan where i was like i think i can average about this heart rate and i think i can start out here and if I like kind of gradually incrementally get it a little bit higher and I knew like by the end, if I could sustain like what I did at the beginning, that would be best case. And I was pretty close to doing that. I don't know. Yeah. It's a what else can you do in a trail race? I, that's what I'm kind of discovering is like without it's, it's really hard to gauge perceived effort over X, whatever that time or distance is like, obviously for BFC, you guys couldn't even, you, you know, you couldn't use those even if we wanted to. And, you know, like I, it's not that you can't have a great race without it, but I, I've discovered that it's it's probably a way to be really honest about what you're actually doing uh, if you have a good working heart rate monitor and enough data to kind of back up what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the hype of race day and everything, I mean, it it really skews what you think you're doing. It yes. does. I have found it really helpful before doing heart rate stuff to have an alarm on my watch to be like, okay, I want to start out at this pace. I'm going to do this pace. I'll be thinking I'm doing that pace and I'm going three minutes per mile faster than sure. I thought I was. And my sure. watch is like, slow the fuck down, <laughs> slow down. Yeah. So, and I'm sure the heart rate element would add something completely different to that too. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get as carried away as I used to at the beginning of races because I'm like so steadfast because you have taught me just like slower, slower, slower. And so even at this last, it's like a bag of rocks at the beginning yeah, of the start, even if you see, I thought, this is still too fast. And I let Annie go. I just thought I have to listen to my body at every moment of this race. And in the first four minutes, it said, this is still too fast for comfort for me. I am running this fast. Yeah. The first, I feel like in most races, the first like five miles don't matter. They just almost don't you matter. Just crumple them up and yeah. throw them out. Like it's, it's like when you see people miss the start because they were in the bathroom and they sprint until they catch up with everyone. And you just, but you were in there for like two minutes past yeah. the start. You're okay. Yeah, don't blow just, it out. Just who was it? Was it Mohican? Mohican. There was people that missed the start oh, and then yeah. they blasted by us. And then we ran past them towards the end of the race because they literally had just sprinted to catch up with everybody. Mm -hmm. Even though I do believe that race might be chip time. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand sometimes. They didn't want to lose all their friends, you know? I guess. I guess. Silly. Uh, yeah, silly. But I think you guys uh, in particular are a little better at gauging like that perceived effort in a race scenario and being uh, more on the side of uh, reality. You know, you're closer to the side of reality of like what you should really be doing than 
most people. I don't just say that to flatter you, it's just true. Uh, but I mean, women. I, no, it's not because you're women. I've seen women do the opposite too. <laughs> I like that reality That's check. Good. No, it's good to hear that. No, I mean, I, sex I, is a mirror. You all, everyone sucks at that. Most, most people do suck, including me. I, I don't know. I, yeah, most of my life, like I even think I'm probably better than most people, honestly, too. But I realized I wasn't actually very good, even though I would do better than maybe my peers or people I was competing with. I was like, I would move up in races. Generally speaking, I would start out way behind people and then I would catch them. And so that seemed like I was pacing myself pretty well. But then mm -hmm. I think if I just remove those people and say, how do I run this the fastest? Uh, I was not doing a very good job at all. <laughs> and uh, so that I really like that way of thinking. Just if there was no one else here, mm -hmm. how could I do the thing that I'm trying to do the best? I feel like I'm, I'm getting a lot better at that. My, and my method is the slow motion slingshot. You cut right. back and then you move very, very slowly forward. And all of a sudden, the meth high hits you. <laughs> and you just and then blast you... off Ragile into the sun. And I was just telling Gelfi that I heard uh, I, Ryan Sands, who won Western States last year, two years ago. Last year? Uh, well, because this year Jim won, so whatever. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago. Finally. Two Western States ago. Uh, and he had run like a trail 10k or something. It was like, I couldn't keep up with anybody. I'm because I'm just a diesel engine. And I like that <laughs> metaphor so much. I'm like, I'm a diesel engine. You are. So I can, it takes me a long time to warm up. But then when I warm up, like it's going to take something substantial to get me to stop. I can just right. chug a lug a lug a lug for forever. Right. But I just need that good warm up period at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know what I'm like. I, I'm like, I guess you. I like the slow. I like the slow mo slingshot. Okay, that's yeah. what I am. It's like you know, like a slow pull back, and then like, yeah, yeah that's it. exactly. <laughs> slow mo slingshot. So yeah, we go together like a slow mo slingshot. Diesel, a diesel <laughs> engine and a slow mo slingshot. Hey. And as you keep getting through your running career, I'm sure you'll uh, your metaphors for yourself. They'll keep changing too. You'll find <laughs> new yeah. strengths or different strengths. Probably uh, bag of rocks. <laughs> Cold molasses. <laughs> right. Exactly. A broken walking stick. <laughs> Let's hope not. Not for a while, at least. <laughs> not for a while. Probably. At least another three years. <laughs> More than that. More than that. Um, okay, we're just going to like hard change gears over to Biggs. So, Biggs Backyard Ultra, Biggs, any of those uh, names it's known by. Um, it's a pretty unique event in general. Uh, it's another Lazarus Lake race, which we are just like all we are over and in the Laz and Durban races. Yeah. Um, we'll, sure we'll have to add Vol State to that or two years from two now. Years. Yeah. Do the whole thing. Uh, but Big's Backyard Ultra is a last man standing format. So at the top of every hour, everybody has to be in a starting corral. And they have an hour to run a 4.1666666667 mile loop. And no matter how fast you run it, you can't start the next loop until the top of the next hour. And you run 12 hours on a trail loop and then switch over to 12 hours on the road and back and forth like that every 12 hours. Someone dies. And the race continues. <laughs> no, no, no. Until everyone but one dies. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, and... Starts or the 
the group starts again at the top of every hour until there is one person left. It can go on technically forever. Last year it was 248 miles. The record before that was 204 miles. Uh, it's, it's the record for women, however, is 104 miles. 120 miles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and last year the the last female that went made it to 100 miles. The loop distance is set up to be so that at the end of 24 hours, you've done exactly 100 miles. So mm -hmm. you need to do a pace of 1424. 14, Boy, <laughs> which that's that, a number that we that all like know comes very up well. Over and over and over again. 1424 is the pace for 100 miles. Sounds in 24 easy. Hours. It's exceptionally hard. Yeah. I, I don't, I admittedly, I don't think it sounds easy. Part of me, uh, like going out on that first loop and being like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Recalibrating. <laughs> no. And as we just mentioned, I'm a diesel engine, but I don't like, I, I mean, so uh, there's all kinds of like strategy things to consider and logistics that I'm so excited about because that's a strong suit for me. Sure is. And we, that's, that's Biggs. I, I picked that race because Andy actually ran it last year. I pretty distinctly rem remember saying to him, I don't see myself ever wanting to do this. I thought I remembered, but and we're full of lies. I can't. And then we talked about when registration opened for this year, we both signed up and then I was quote unquote lucky enough to get in. Mm -hmm. um, and I've gotten more and more stoked about it as the year has gone on. So like, I'm really excited for this to kind of be like the big race of my year, essentially. It like a, to me, it sounds like a, my trail racing nightmare. Which like is multiple starts because of- Yeah. yeah. It's like doing the same terrifying race over and over again for two or three days. And I just have no fear over, because to me, it literally sounds like- like this is so this is what I do. This is like you. what I do every day is look at my schedule for the next day and be like, how do I make all these things work? So when I envision like at 1 p.m. run 4.166667 miles. That's at yes. 2 and that works for your brain. 4.1166 blah 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 miles. Um for my brain that does not work. And uh you're also going to be in the company of so many cool people. Incredible greatness. You're gonna be with Running with Courtney DeWalter, Woo! who just won for female at Tahoe 200. Yep. And at second who, place overall. Yeah. And ran a course record or beat the previous course record a by lot. a bitch load. Yeah. Um, Harvey Lewis, who battled to the end with Guillaume Calmets last year and ended at 248 miles. And is and a bad water winner. And, yep. And Guillaume will also be there again. Guillaume and also. Uh, Joe Fiji, so a person who's really experienced in the multiple day events, so has done like across the years, and I think has some uh, set uh, set quite a few records as far as long distance and just uh, all kinds of like people that I'm stoked to hang out with, and they will have to hang out with me because we all have to come back together at the end of an no hour. No choice, <laughs> no choice but to be around each other until we're not amazing. And I, I. It's interesting too to think about how the format will affect different people. So, like for fast people, I think fast people have gone before, and as not fast person, I can't imagine how this goes. But I would think that it could be 
frustrating that you can never pull away. You can never pull away from other people. Mm-hmm. Whether you run run a seven minute pace, it doesn't matter. Every whether you come in at fifty eight minutes or twenty four minutes, you <laughs> yeah. you start with the next people. And actually, so I think it's been maybe four years ago now when they went to two oh four. The uh, the year that the event ended because one of the two people that were left had to catch his flight. But for the entire event, Johan, the guy who had to catch his flight, was doing his loops in like 42 minutes. And Jeremy Ebel, the other guy, uh, came in at 58 minutes. The entire entire event was running like 57 to 59 minute loops. And they still came down to the end. So it's I mean, it's not even like some races where it's like, you know, you can do it this way, you can do it this way, but your results are going to be different. They did it completely different and ways still have the same and result. came to the exact same result, which is that they both lost because technically no one last person was standing. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever coached anybody who's done this race? No. No, I haven't. Have you no, ever coached anybody who's done a last man standing race? Nope. Nope, this will be a first for me. I mean, I think it's, an, I mean, I've seen these and I've had, there's one, I mean, it's not a popular like this one, but there's one uh, in my hometown that I've kind of, I don't know, seen a lot of people do and paid some attention to. I mean, it has, it's, it's really novel. And like, I mean, obviously you've been hitting on all these reasons why it's so different from any other race format that I've certainly, that I've ever heard of. Um, and uh, yeah, it's super cool. And I think, I think for Annie, it really does play to your, strengths you know i mean in the sense that i mean we've seen you know you can go on no sleep better than most people and yes you know i anyways yeah actually i was gonna ask how many people are in the race i i don't i never have looked i think right now we are at i think it's gone from 77 to maybe 68 or 69 recently as we go to the event there's been a couple drops but we don't have a wait list or something yeah, the, and the entrance, you can see the entrance list on UltraSign. Everybody that's on there, um, which is which is pretty cool. And it's funny, too, because uh, I think some assumption that because this is the last race, it's like there's no GPS or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm going to be, like, watched up. Like, you can go and see Guillaume's Strava file from last year, and it has all 248 miles on one Strava file, Ooh. which, you know, that, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll be wearing a watch. I can have my heart rate monitor on. No pacers ever. No pacers. Um, no trekking poles. <laughs> uh, can, but can you, the runners be touched by crew? With the loop. I think they're still, um, uh, so the daytime loop, the trail loop, actually goes out for a short out and back on the road before you start on the trail loop, and it's 0.4 miles total. And I think when you come through, you can still, even though you'll go right back by crew, you can't, like, this interact so, anymore. It really is like somebody was like, I don't know, we almost have this much room. Nope, go out to the road a little bit. It sounds like somebody, I mean, it sounds like what it is, a backyard race. Yeah, which, and I'm actually glad that you mentioned that. Um, it is it's called Big's Backyard because it Laz's Pitbull's name is Big mm-hmm. and it is in Laz's yard. Yeah. So it's it's in some strange way, it's kind of janky as hell. Uh-huh. And elite runners from around the world come to race it, which must just absolutely tickle. Yeah. It must he must 
be like, you came to my my weird, dumb race in my yard. Yep. And then you ran until you couldn't feel your feelings. <laughs> like, he must, that must just tickle the hell out of him. Yeah. And he says he does it to pay his property taxes, taxes which that is amazing. Yeah. So it's so it's a 0.4 mile out and back. Then you come back through quote unquote camp, and then the rest of the loop is on trail with about 400 feet of gain. Not nothing. That's a sugar loaf. Yep. And then uh, when you cut when it comes to 12 hours and you switch to the road, I think the road has 100 feet of gain, and it's just a straight out and back. Okay. Which is so, super crazy. Actually. Yeah, that is. Interrupt. <laughs> I mean, it's way harder, right? I mean, I, if I think about like the numbers part of it, which I've been spending some time trying to like, and I, you know, I haven't run the loop. And even if I had, you know, like it's, it's hard to quantify like what the difference is between a vertical gain, which is, which is a significant difference. And just like a trail is way, way slower and you have to run the same pace either mm -hmm. way. Like mm -hmm. part of me is like, if you can get through the trail part intact, like you should, yeah. even though the road part, maybe it's like harder on you in other ways, but like energy wise, like the demands of running that fast, it's probably a minute, minute, half a mile easier. Yeah. At, at least. I mean, cause the roads, I mean, it, and I, it's literally just like straight out. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on my tentative goals, even though this, I, I'm in the same spot as you where I'm like, Ooh, no, you're not. Because when I asked you the other morning, you told me to fit like very much yes. like, yes, of course. And yes, I am. <laughs> and the, and the things that you're about to hear, dear listeners, which made me feel like a bad friend who was like, why didn't I believe in you more? What, why was I just like, I well, just and thought that like, you were going to go for like the women's record or no, something and I mean, normal. Admittedly that, I mean, my year has been, it's been a weird hodgepodge year of things. So like, I, t I totally get that. Even though I think I literally said, bitch, please. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I don't know why I didn't assume that you would be going for the most ultimate goal. Yeah. So I have like A, B, C, D, E goals that so I that I come out come up with. So one is the start with D, please. So I guess start. I guess no, you I can't. Think, I think it's D your brain or C. I don't know if it's D or C, but uh, list goal. Yes, that's is, what I want to hear. Is to get uh, more than 120 miles because that's what the, the, women's top, the top women's record is. So Which, of your course, D goal is the women's record. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, of course, I'm by the book where I'm like, nothing else matters except for winning because, you know, everybody else is just the next loser. Um, but yeah, so if I could... <laughs> If I could beat the current women's record of 120, which and also caveating that to say that I I have to imagine with some of the women that'll be there. Oh, Maggie Goodrell will also be there. That 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 shit's all gonna get toward that top ten board is gonna get toward a shit on ultra sign up. But yeah, so over 120 miles, and then uh, Beagle would be to. Which occurred to me, which is a fun one, which would so be over, 200, two, one over miles? 200 miles. Sick. Which would be dope. I don't mean like sick, like a bro. I mean, like, that is, makes me ill. <laughs> <laughs> and then a goal would be to make it towards the end. Re re revise your sentence. To win the thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, like, it's like when you know, a people. rare twist of fate. And Lang beats Harvey Lewis <laughs> at Big's Backyard. Hey, we're all the same game plan, you know. I, I'm very practiced at going that Harvey slower Lewis pace. Throws up his inner intestines, falls to the ground while yeah. Ann Lang wins Big's <laughs> Backyard. Hops over his dead body. <laughs> Sorry, Harvey. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I know it's insane, but it's like when people talk about the Barkley and they go, well, nobody goes out and finishes five loops if they aren't at least trying for it. That's right. And, I, and I've, and I've kept it kind of like, I've even kept those goals kind of soft in my head, except for the big goal, because I really don't want to put anything in my brain. Like if I were to say, I want to run a hundred miles, I finished a hundred miles. Brain my say, brain would shut down. Slow down and go to yeah, sleep. Yeah, and I also can't be like, oh well, I just want to get over 120. No, that's not okay. Like because man, brain will shut it down hard. Yeah. So as a crew person, this is very important for me to know because now I have to take four days off of work as opposed to what. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's funny we were had a conversation at coffee, and Lauren was asking me some questions where I was like, oh, you know what? I assumed that because I was at this event last year that you just know everything that I know, and that is I not how anything. that works. Um, but uh, I know we've got like 15 more minutes with Gelfie, so we want to definitely utilize that time. So let's talk about the four-week transition between BFC and BIGS, because obviously those are very different events. <laughs> Big time, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, a lot of it for for you is like our goal has been, at least in my mind, like a big part of this year and moving faces to get you running faster at relatively low to moderate intensities and like we can tell if we talk about heart rate i can get too involved but like i like how you guys have such different heart rate profiles that it's I mean, lauren has the heart rate profile of a dead person and i have the heart rate profile of a hummingbird yeah. <laughs> somewhat true uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um like if if we can get you like and for this race in particular like the goal being that that you're able to cover the you know these loops at as low of intensity as as possible and like and you know probably still taking majority of the time it's not like we're saying okay well, how do we get you to do 40 minutes well we don't want to we're not going to do any loops in 40 minutes i don't think that i like probably taking majority of the time outside of the hopefully very few minutes that you need for for crewing which and that's going to be a huge part of our game plan obviously is making sure uh no pressure but, well, yeah there, no i think there's a lot that's a big part of this race especially when you're you know you're not like you're saying one of the people that's like trying to do seven minute mile, whatever they're they're not you're not doing eight minute miles like we're gonna be doing and especially on the trail loop you know third yeah. whatever the point, it's gonna be 13 30s and like you're 20 miles <laughs> yeah, plus my it's like and how much time do you really and i think that's super interesting how much time do you really need i've seen you know for instance like when people run like so i had runners doing utmb and they spent uh three and a half hours in aid stations which <laughs> And I mean, it's actually really common and you can see, and I see that on a lot. And some of my runners will track that stuff religiously and I can just see their laps versus moving time. And I look at that stuff a lot, uh, especially in hundreds or, you know, whatever different types of hundreds where it can take 30 to 40, you know, 50 hours. So not that dissimilar. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is that kind of, not that you'd be trying to do that, but there's no margin. <laughs> there's, there's, a, you're going to, it's going to be a three, four five minutes tops. So like, knowing what you're going to do and being able to do everything you need to do uh, in that amount of time. I think that's a huge part of this race. Uh, and then, so yeah, our, that's been the goal. I don't think for really all years, how, how do we get you faster? You know, you're, we're getting you to run faster at a low enough intensity where you, you know, you're not starting to push your heart rate into higher and higher zones. Like if you can stay really steady at this kind of pace, like that's how you have a shot to accomplish your goals here. And so that's like, what we're still doing you know and that's what we'll be doing after the race too <laughs> like yeah. and I, may, yeah. I may have not mentioned my goals to gelfie prior to this <laughs> so all kinds of things you're learning today 
I, I expected to learn on this call, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, anyways, so like I think like this weekend, you know, like we're hopefully going to be able to have a pretty good idea of what this race really is going to take by like honing in on doing just that. Like it's not, not, not we're not doing we're going to do 30 miles and we're going to do it's like, a, like a race replication. Uh, run. So I'm doing 30 miles with half on a trail loop that is similar to Biggs and half Ooh. on the road that's similar and just stick to the pace that I need to kind of regardless Ooh. of heart rate unless it gets crazy and Fun. see how it goes. Yeah, I'm right. really excited. I can tell. And there's always like other factors to think about. Like, it's not like we do this and whatever happens in this, we we evaluate it, we can calibrate what we're what we need to do to, you know, to do your absolute best at bigs. But I think there's no other way to kind of know what, like, what that's going to look like. And then how, what does that mean? Like, how fast can you go at a reasonable intensity? Like, what is your buffer time? Is it nothing? Is it five minutes? Is it eight minutes? And then like, kind of knowing that will help uh, inform us about like, how you're going to like approach your aid station strategies for the whole race, really. And like, knowing that it's going to get harder to maintain, even though we'll do 30 miles. And of course, it'll get harder to maintain. Um, but I mean, yeah. you'll be able, you'll be able to do it in in training. It's just a matter of how easy is it. And hope you know we're hoping we're going to make it easier in the next few weeks as yeah. much. You know, you can only do so much in a few weeks. But like that's that's how we are. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> do everything we and can. A lot of it, I think, for me is mental too. It's like having mm -hmm. physical practice, like the physical stuff. Like I, I feel like that's almost a given for us at this point. That it's like the needle's just going to continue to move the way that it does as long as we can, mm -hmm. right? The part right. that you can sharpen and peak is the mental part. Like, mm -hmm. you know, for AC coming to the realization that maybe I wasn't as bought in or prepared for that mentally as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And then for BFC being in sync with, you know, making decisions on race day that matched what I wanted to have happen. And then for bigs, it's about like, how do I wrap my brain around what I need to do and kind of getting into the flow state that I need to for bigs. Mm, yeah. Low state. <laughs> um, I did want to take just a couple of minutes at the end, um, unless there's anything else we need to talk about bigs, but we, we will most likely have an episode coming up that we talk about just bigs, yeah. the pre and the post, and yep. then talk about Tunnel Hill pre wow. and post. So, yeah, you know, we've, we've got a good solid, you know, like four more hours oh, of easily. content coming up easily. in the next couple of weeks. But um, I wanted to take the last couple of minutes because I think Laura and I have both had, I'm going to call it birth FOMO. We touched mm. on a little bit earlier where break down birth FOMO. Yeah, birth FOMO. So best running friends, fear of missing out. So yeah, just having, in case people aren't hip. To yeah, the hip slang. Um, and just like example, the BFC example being key, where it's like, you know, all of a sudden my 13 hours didn't feel like what I wanted, even though that's exactly what I set out to do. As soon as I was like, oh, Lauren got 11, mm -hmm. 11 hours, mm -hmm. I should be able to do that. And like, you know, being super stoked for you because we've both been very like. Uh, and, uh, another set of births actually asked us about like if we run together or if we compete with one another and we were oh, like yeah. we don't compete with one another but we do always put out our best performance like for the love of the sport like you know yeah. like kind of a Steve Prefontaine mindset where it's like anything less is wasting the gift like we don't go out and saw, you know pat our performance for the benefit of the other person at, at in any regards no no, and we, I mean, we haven't always done this, but it is very much like, if you can go, you must go. Yeah. And and actually, even lately, we don't even try to stay together because 
it has been more about actually racing. Yeah. And before it was sort of like, we're just figuring out this trail and ultra running world. And we were going along together doing it, merrily holding hands. And once in a while, one of us would puke and lay down. Yeah. Um, so the, the goal has shifted because I think before we really were just like, together and then we realized that the and also we were going for the and it's funny i we were also going for the same goals and the we same were. races at the same time i almost feel like if we had the exact same race calendar next year that we would still be in a spot where we could do a lot of things similarly because sure. we were in the past but like sure you're on a track to run a really fast really difficult 50k while well, i'm working on a plan to run for as long as i can 50k Perfect. You have seen. Oh, that thing. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so, go. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Like, and maybe it's not something that comes up too much for you, but what is it like to uh, coach two athletes that are, I mean, that wow. are first, you know, and in the same neighborhood with different goals? And like, I know there have been times where I'm like, you know, Lauren's doing this thing, or like, you know, we're comparing our training plans. Right. And stuff. So what is that like from your perspective? Well, yeah, it's definitely super interesting. I mean, I, the only other people I, I coach a husband wife that, uh, Ooh. yeah. So they, I mean, and they're, they're more different, like in terms of their speed and like, but yeah, so like, but everyone else is a little more in isolation. It's not like they're talking about their training all the time. So, I mean, sometimes I find myself like, I almost want to be like, what are you guys planning together? Like, so I can like, kind of like fit those kinds of things. And lately you guys have been more like, you know, not even that, uh, or at least not voicing to me, like, oh, we want to do these things together. Sometimes you're like, hey, can I run with, you know, Lauren's like, mm-hmm. Sharp Annie, or like, Annie's got training's my- always first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, a lot of times we can, like, it, you end up being able to marry some of those days, and some, you know, whether it's on all of the run or part of the run. I have to tell everybody that, like, yeah, like, you should run with other people. And sometimes that's going to compromise, like, what you might do exactly. But, like, if you, if you know what you're doing and, you know, make decisions to kind of like not do anything like too far off of what you should be doing. Like it, it can be managed for the most part. And I think you guys do a good job of that. Um, yeah, I just, I do know you guys all like, oh man, like sometimes I'll like, oh, I gave Annie more than Lauren. I, I'm, I'm doing something <laughs> I was going to think those same things too. Cause we'll, yeah. we'll like compare and she's like, uh, or especially on speed workout days, we'll be like, oh man, I had a really hard thing. And, and the I can't other explain. Person, no, it pisses me off because I'll be like, you will not believe the horrible thing I did just did. And Annie would be like, I did that, but almost twice as long. And I was like, <laughs> what are you? I can't complain to anyone about this shit. But at the same time, like I'll have to put it into context because I'll be like, oh, I had, you know, a workout at this heart rate. And of course that heart rate for Lauren is like hard. Right. And I'm like, oh no, that means that I'm walking. <laughs> you know? It's, I mean, you guys are always talking about it, like wanting to compare and you guys are such good friends and know, you know, know everything, everything you each are doing. So there's going to be a lot of that comparison. And I don't, I don't really write your training thinking about like how it relates to, I try to think about you guys as individuals, obviously that's like, that's what I'm, that's what my, at least that's what I find my job is, is to think about Annie on her own merits and yeah. like, and, and, and Lauren. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I don't, and like my goal is to see each of you guys improving and staying healthy. That's really the goal of all of it. And so like if we're able to do that, um, then it's not like, oh, how do, and we've talked about this probably a million times. So like it's not about how much can we train or how hard of workouts can we do or how cool can it look? It's like, how do we stay healthy while continuing to improve over over the short run but and over the longer term? Because I mean, you guys aren't like 
one and done, like, oh, I just want to do a hundred miler for my bucket list kind of people. Yeah, we want like, to be lifelong runners. You're ultra, and you're like ultra, you know, fanatics more than <laughs> most people. obviously. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so like, for me, I'm like, well, how, I want you guys to attain the highest level that you can in the sport. And that means time, not just a year, not, you know, it's a lot, but I don't, I mean, I've been. You're saying we can still peak. <laughs> no, you have, you have a long, athletes. you have a long ways to go. I know I do too. Yeah. I've been doing it for 15 years continuously. And I think I'm finally starting to learn enough. And I, I, yeah, I don't look at my peak as it's come at all, even though like maybe like I people be like, oh, you're, you know, you're 30 and you've been training forever. Like, yeah, you're not, I might not PR in the 5k, but I'm like, I can get way better. And then you guys, that's absolutely true. And not just from like a learning perspective, but from a basic like aerobic fitness standpoint, like how fast can you run at certain intensities? Um, That's great news. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that that was true. Yeah. Well, oh, it's, it's, for sure, it's for sure true. I mean, whether, and I'm not saying that because I'm like, oh, you should have me coach you forever. Like I, that's true. If you have me coach you or no one coach you or someone else coach you like the facts of like aerobic development and what that means, like the, the trajectory that that takes. I mean, yeah, it's long term. So when I'm thinking about each of you, I'm saying like, how do we like help you achieve your goals now and help you continue to get better every season so that like one day you're not saying I want my goal to be X, that goal will be in the rear view mirror at some point like, because you'll be doing something new. And I mean, that's to some extent, you know, that happens and it's not always linear some day, some weeks or some years, I should say some years, like, like with Amy's injury, it's a big setback. Yeah. And, and I mean, it sucks. <laughs> and we, I know that happens. So it's like that trajectory, like, when he, you know, we, we were brought down to seven, like, okay, well, now we're gonna do what we should do based on you today, based on the facts, and and uh, you know, keep the long term goal in mind, which is to have a good season this year, but to help you get better and better because you know, your goals are audacious and they're huge, uh, <laughs> and uh, they take a long they take that long outlook for sure. Yeah, well, that's an exciting uh, prospect and a positive notion to leave us with today. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us today, guys. And thank you, Coach Rina. Thanks, so, Coach Gelfi. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. We'll have you on again in, in the near future, as you know, as often as you'll have us now that we've figured this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for joining us and keep running gross. <laughs> keep running gross. All right.